guys. Welcome back to Thick and Thin with me, Katie Bilotti. And I feel like I almost kind of have like a frog in my throat right now because I swear every time I drink or can like consume alcohol or, you know, of any nature, um, I feel like you can like hear it in my voice the next day, like every time. I don't know if it's like the screaming that usually, you know, comes with drinking or like, you know, talking over loud things. I went out with my coworkers last night. Um, to this bar in the West Village called The Spaniards. Super fun place if you're ever in the area. Um, but yeah, my, my throat has taken a beating from all the martinis and the screaming and just the young fun that was happening on a Thursday night. So anyway, oh, and yes, I did go to work today after that. So <laughs> it wasn't a really fun day, let's just say that. Um, but yeah, so I thought I'd sit down and record a podcast episode, obviously, that's what I'm doing right now, um, because of course a lot has happened, I've been doing a lot of thinking on certain subjects, but also, you know, we're headed into a long weekend, Labor Day weekend, that will give way to September, when we're in, you know, the next work week, it'll be literally September, like I just cannot believe that it's already September 2019, we are so damn close to 2020, Like, we only have, so I guess September, October, November, four more months in 2019, you know, to get things right, so to speak, before it's literally 2020. And I'm one of those people that's never like, you know, you need to wait till 2020 or like, you need to wait till new year to like be different and new. Like, I feel like, you know, you have the power any day of the week, any day of the year to decide that you want to be brand new and decide that you want to have these resolutions and, you know, resolutions for yourself, resolutions for your life, you know, things that you want to change about the way that you live. Like, I really, truly think that you can decide that for yourself any day. But nonetheless, it's about to be freaking 2020. So that's just wild. Um, Anyway, so tonight's episode is going to be about losing and I was, I was really, you know, pondering over this one phrase that I heard. I think I heard it in a song. Like, I really think, I don't really know, but I wrote it in the notes section of my phone. And this is how it always happens. It's like I hear one little tidbit of something, like a little fragment of something. And I'm like, my, you know, the gears start turning in my head. And I'm like, this could be something. Like, this is like, this is good stuff. You know, and I feel like that's kind of it's probably the process that many people, you know, creatives in like, you know, songwriting or like any other place, you know, you find this little fragment of something that can be molded into something bigger. And you're like, whoa, like this is like a a tiny seed that can become this like gigantic plant. (laughs) I don't know. So that is what, you know, the initial, initial thought was, you know, I heard this phrase that said, you have to lose to win, you know, six words, And for the past six days, I've been mulling over it in my head and thinking, you know, is this true? You know, when I first heard it, I was like, what does that even mean, first of all? But then I, you know, kind of sunk in a little bit deeper and I was like, you know, is this like the missing puzzle piece to my life? (laughs) Like, you know, because all my life I've, I've lived with the mentality that like winning is winning, okay? Like, I don't know how else to put it. It's like, you know, winning, the feeling when you win something or when you win at anything, when you win an argument, when you feel like, you know, someone else, you're in a falling out with someone and you won, like, you're like, no, that's a great point, like, you clap back at them, you won, you know, that feeling, or then obviously, like, you know, winning a game, like, I did a lot of sports here and there as a kid, or, you know, winning, just feeling like you won, like, I, you know, in college, I don't know if I've mentioned this, maybe more than, like, one little fleeting time, but... I so in the south I don't know if it's just a southern thing it's definitely not but like in the south there's a it's a big 
you know, prevalence of this in the South. Went to school in North Carolina, so naturally. Um, we had this thing called sweethearts in Greek life. Um, so, like, you as a girl could run for sweetheart of a fraternity, and that means that you're kind of like an honorary female member of the frat, um, which, you know, is such a coveted position, right? So, you know, basically, for whatever reason, I decided I wanted to run for sweetheart of a fraternity. Um, some guys that I've known since freshman year, and I was, like, super close with, like, like that. Like, I'm, I'm crossing my fingers. You can't see. And so I decided to run for sweetheart of the fraternity. And, you know, in doing so, you run against other people from other sororities that want the same thing that you want, obviously, which is sweetheart. So it becomes, like, kind of, like, you have to like do it's not like you're doing like you know I hate the idea of people seeing sweetheart as being like like you're like you know submitting yourself to like men and you're there like you know they're they're little like uh you know that they do things like you do things for them like whatever but I guess more or less it kind of is like that but for me it was mainly just like a freaking competition like I just wanted to win because if you win you know your sorority gets like these exclusive parties you also just like it's like a status thing which now sitting here thinking about it you know years a year and a half later I say years year and a half later I'm like this is kind of like pretty dumb (laughs) that I did that but like whatever it was fun and you know it really hypes people up and like I remember the day that they you know woke me like it was such a funny thing like at like 7 a.m on like a Saturday they like stormed into my college house and like you know, we're like, you got sweetheart. I'm like literally in my pajamas and I'm like, oh, I won. That's cool. (laughs) So, you know, the feeling of winning is something that is unmatched, I feel, especially when you think you're going to lose and you win, you know, a turn of events. But, you know, I'm here to shatter, shatter everything you thought you knew about winning because I think, you know, losing is the new black, (laughs) you know, because I think we always assume that losing is a bad thing. You know, like in the race to get sweetheart. Sorry, my phone is buzzing. Darn, I don't. Can everyone stop texting me? Do they not know that I'm trying to uh, speak to my my friends here on the podcast? Whatever. So, I think that you know, like I said, we always assume that losing is a bad thing, and I think the you know, obviously, it's something that's instilled in us from a young age. And during the you know race to get sweetheart, you know, for me. I had some other friends that also were running for sweetheart of other fraternities. It's like very, you know, it's it's one of those things where you're like kind of hyped up. Like other people are like, you should do it. Blah, blah. And I'm like, do I really like care that much? Like I love these guys. They're my best friends. But like, do I care? And, you know, the answer was obviously yes. The cool part was I got to wear a pin around that said, I heart Lambda Chi. That was the frat. Um, I felt very cool. They always would do things for me. Like, they would, you know, come wash my car and, like, you know, do, like, fun little things. I had, like, a huge – they threw me this massive birthday party, gave me this diamond ring. Like, it was, like, one of those things where, did I need to do it? And, like, probably not. But, like, you know, it was great. It was fun. And it was fun beating everyone else and getting it. <laughs> like, you know, it was, like, fucked up as it sounds. But I had some friends who also ran for other frats, and two of them lost – one of them, another friend of mine won, but for another frat, but two of them lost. And I just remember, you know, going through that with them of like, obviously it was weird for me because I won. So like, I couldn't be like, I know how you feel, but you know, losing for them, like it, it's a real freaking blow, you know, especially when you kind of convince yourself or kind of just, you know, get in your head about what it feels like to win or like what it would feel like if you won, you know? And I think that you know, when you're you're fighting for something, you really want to win in one way or another, you know, it's almost like 
it's kind of, you know, fighting and fighting for, for the win, you know, is kind of born out of worry sometimes. I think, you know, this is going to be one of those videos where, or videos, <laughs> I'm not filming a video, one of those podcasts where, like, this can be applied to a lot of things, obviously, but, like, you know, I want you to know that when I'm saying, like, you're, you're, you want to win in something, like, think about it as, like, a kind of a selfish win or, like, something that you don't really need to survive or something that isn't, like, you know, winning for, like, a cause, you know, some, like, sort of, you know, really, you know, climate change or, like, something, you know, it, it's, think about the more, like, superficial ways that you want to win, you know, winning the guy that you really, you know, have a crush on and some other girl is, like, chasing him, but you want him and you want him to choose you, you know, think about it like that. So I think that when we really fight for something kind of superficial like that, you know, you really want to win something in that way or win win some sort of mentality, like, you almost want to fake it till you make it, you want, you have all these ideas for yourself and things that you think you need, and a lot of it, I think, is born out of worry. You know, I think that, like, when you surrender, like, I think the the main championing idea of this whole thing that I want to, like, really hit home is, like, surrendering can be sexy, okay? I think, you know, a lot of people feel that, you know, fighting, like, really fighting for, you know, all these things, like, going, going crazy hard to the gym so you can lose weight, so you can be hot and get this great boyfriend and, like, whatever. You know, fighting is so glorified and sexy. And it's great, you know, you should, you know, not go down without a fight in the things that you really believe in and you really, you know... But there's some, some areas where I feel like you've got to give up the fight. I think, you know, the idea of giving up and surrendering, you know, to the things that you worry about, the people that you hate... <laughs> can often, you know, almost always be seen as weakness, you know, born out of weakness. And, you know, I think that truly sometimes, though, you do have to lose to win. You know, things have to go wrong sometimes in order for them to go right, okay? I'm such a believer in that. And I have some, I have some stories, <laughs> uh, of course, because I always have stories, as to, like, how I really think this is true, you know, in some elements. And like I said... It's, this doesn't apply to everything, but you know in your heart which battles you're supposed – like, you know you know which battles that you're continuing to fight out of pride and out of, you know, your ego and things like that. Like, you know damn well, girly, okay? Don't pretend like you don't. <laughs> you know which battles you should have given up years ago, you know, battles with your pride, battles with your, you know, your, your the comparison in your mind, you know, things like that. And so, oh, my God, I need to, like, turn off the sound of my phone, but I don't feel like – Cross in the room. Um, hopefully you can't hear it. So anyway, I do have a story. So back in 2000 and, and what year? 2017. I actually have the invitation up here on my cork board. So I just looked up 2017, 2017. So that was two years ago. Feels like an eternity ago. Uh, your girl here was invited to the Golden Globes. So I don't really speak about this too much, um, but it was like one of the most interesting nights of my life because you know I'm such a plain like I'm not okay I don't want to say I'm a plain jane because I'm not I wear dresses to the office but I'm definitely one of those people that like I don't I don't win like things you know like I don't win like the lottery like I I don't have like great luck okay like I've never been one of those people that's like calling you know I was never caller 10 you know on the radio and things like that like I've never had an an outpouring of luck in my life everything that I've gotten has been through blood, sweat, and tears, you know, my, you know, rise to YouTube fame, lol, I don't want to say fame, because I'm, you know, kind of like a nobody, but still, you know, I have followers, I do, that's something I do know, 
you know, it wasn't a seamless journey getting here because like you have definitely heard me say before, like I was bullied a lot in various points of my life and like I've, it has not been smooth sailing getting here. You know, there's a lot of things that made me want to stop, you know, and that's one of those ways where I feel like surrendering isn't great, but you know, surrendering in a different way. I'll get to it. Okay. I'll get to it. I promise. But anyway, I went to the Golden Globes and yeah, I felt like probably the luckiest freaking girl on earth because I got to rub elbows with famous people and wear a pretty dress and go with a brand and literally get paid to go, which was unreal. I actually ended up going. It was with L'Oreal, which is funny now that I work for them, um, but I'll get there in a second. So went to the Golden Globes. It was such a dazzling experience, you know, to say the least. Like I wore this white dress, this like white gown from, I think, Syncocept. Is that how you say the brand? I'm not really sure, but I got it off... Um, I think Net-A-Porter or something, and you know, spent an arm and a leg, only to realize that every other girl that went was renting their dress, and I'm like, great, well now I own this this thing, <laughs> this like expensive thing I'm never gonna wear again. Um, so anyway, w- bought this uh, white dress, and I wore it to the Golden Globes, and I have all these photos of me, you know, on the red carpet. There's literally celebrities walking by, Blake Lively. I got to talk to her. I, you know, took a shot with Justin Timberlake. People don't believe me when I say this, but like, it this is like. One of those moments that I, I will go down and, you know, I can I can die happy now that I, I you know, remember that this happened. <laughs> like, it was one of those things where I went to the bar, you know, there's this back bar, like, exclusive back bar for, you know, all the celebrities. And I was sitting at a table with, like, you know, with important people. So, obviously, I got access to this bar and went back and I was, like, I was overcome with nervous nerves, nervousness, you know, over this whole thing because it's, like, a lot for, like, a you know, a, a junior in college to experience this type of night. So I went back to the bar to, you know, just rip a shot because I was like, you know what, I need a, I need a tequila shot right now. Ripping a tequila shot and heard someone say like, oh, you can't take a shot, a tequila shot alone. That's like depressing or something. And I was like, oh God, it's like probably some like 55 year old, like, you know, I don't know. There was a lot of like older people at this event, like that weren't like celebrities, like just, you know, probably really rich people to be honest. And I look around, you know, to, over my shoulder to see who you know said it and it was freaking Justin Timberlake and every time I tell this story people are like bullshit like we don't believe you but you know as long as I believe me that's all that matters so I took a shot with Justin Justin freaking Timberlake he probably thought I was Jessica Biel (laughs) anyway so that's like my you know claim to fame story but anyway so where am I going with this so I was wearing this beautiful white dress a lot of the event you know was spent sitting because you sit you watch you know from those tables and you know you see all the celebrities reacting to the you know it's actually hilarious or just so interesting to see who, like who interacts with each other when the cameras aren't pointed at them like like who of like different industries know each other and like interact and you'd be like surprised to see so and so speaking with you know Leonardo DiCaprio whatever so interesting so I was sitting you know for quite some time then, you know, got up to go to the bathroom, like, you know, when there was, like, an intermission, there was, like, you know, commercial break. Sit back down, and it's getting towards the end of the, you know, the night, the end of the awards. And as I'm sitting down this, this like, third or fourth time of, like, having to go to the bathroom because I was drinking excessively, there was these massive bottles of Moe on every table. Um, and I hear or feel kind of, like, a seam pop in my butt, <laughs> okay? I'm wearing this tight white dress. I feel like a popping seam. 
And I'm like, oh, shit. So like I said, I was there with L'Oreal. So I'm flanked by, you know, sitting down next to two girls that worked at L'Oreal um, on the social and digital side of things, which, as you guys know, that's where I am now. Um, but I was sitting next to them. And we, you know, this is kind of like one of the first times we'd ever really like, met or like gotten to spend time together. Um, and, you know, from there on out, I went to a bunch of other events with them and other things with them and got much closer. But this was like the first time I met them. And, you know, I was so, like, hell-bent on, like, wanting to impress them because, you know, you want to impress a brand. You want them to, you know, continue to support you and, you know, sign you and whatever. So I was like, oh, my fucking God, my dress is definitely ripping down the butt. Like, there is definitely a seam down my butt ripping in my dress. And I'm sitting next to these two people I'm supposed to be impressing. I'm at the Golden Fucking Globes, and my dress is ripping down the butt. (laughs) So I was instantly like, okay, this is... This is, of course, you know, my first instinct is to think, of course, this would happen to me. Like, of course, okay? And <laughs> sure enough, like, I, like, you know, do the, like, the sneaky, like, sneak my hand under my butt, kind of, but, like, sneaky, like, so no one can tell. Because I was also wearing this, like, fur drape thing, which, like, was honestly, like, a blessing because I could cover said rip. Um, but I felt, and, like, sure enough, there was a rip down my butt. So I like turn to, you know, one of the girls sitting next to me that I'm supposed to be impressing and I'm like, hey, okay, so this is really embarrassing, but I completely just ripped my dress. Like it is just, there is no saving this, this sinking ship. Like my dress has ripped down the butt. And I told her that and she like had to like kind of suppress a giggle. I mean, I would too. Like I was like kind of trying not to like, I was like laughing, but crying inside, you know, like that, like half laugh, half cry. And she goes, oh, my God, like, don't worry. We're going to figure this out. So, like, I, she's like, okay, like, be really subtle, but, like, turn a little bit so I can see it. So, like, guys, all the while, the awards are happening. Like, this is, like, being broadcast on TV, and my butt is just, like, I'm feeling the breeze, okay? So I turn a little bit so she can, like, look at it, and she's like, okay, so don't freak out but it's like pretty bad. I can like see. So the thing is, there was a lining in the dress, so you couldn't see my butt, okay? But you could see the lining. So it was just obvious that there was a huge rip, but like you couldn't see my actual skin, which was really good because that would have been a nightmare. Um, But yeah, so she goes, okay, like, you know, it's about to be like the final, you know, the final few minutes of the the evening. Like, we're going to get you out of here without anyone noticing or seeing, you know, the backside of your dress completely split open. And when I say like complete, like, I don't mean like a little cute, like inch long rip. Like it was spreading. It was like the size of like, it was probably 10, like at the end of it, once I like started walking, it was like a 10 inch tear down the, the bottom of my dress, the back of my dress. And I, you know, I was wearing whites. So of course it was just, oh my God, you could like see the imprint of like my butt cheeks, you know, through the rip. <laughs> so what happened was like, as soon as it ended, you know, we raced out of there. Like me, I was flanked by both of the girls from L'Oreal. So like one person in front of me, one person behind me, like shielding my butt. Okay. And the whole time I was just dying of laughter. And like in this moment, you know, I was feeling like, I was like, okay, this is like probably the worst fucking thing that could have ever happened to me. But you know, it was hilarious in a way. And so like, I'm being like escorted out of this place, like to the limo that we are like the, the black car that we had. It was like a, a really legit black car. I get in the, you know, we literally sprinted out of there so no one would see. Like, there's cameras everywhere. I'm like, oh, my God, this is embarrassing. Get to the car, like, have not been seen by anyone. I mean, obviously, no one's, like, really looking at me because I'm not a celebrity. But still, like, if there's a, you know, girl running with a rip in her dress, like, you know, on it, like, just completely exposed. We were trying to be, you know, subtle about it. 
get to the car, like, get in the car and just explode with laughter. Like, me and these two girls are just, like, freaking, like, doubled over laughing. We ended up going to In-N-Out after that and getting, like, you know, burgers. Like, I was eating my feelings. I think I got ketchup all over the dress, too. So the dress is just toast at this point. And, I, you know, you guys are probably wondering why I'm telling you this story. But, like, really, when I think about losing or just, like, you know, having an experience where I'm, like, this could have been so great and, like, I could have won. I could have, you know, I, I took a shot with Justin Timber. Like, I could have been, like, you know, I could have, like, if I really, you know, mustered up the courage to, like, speak to these celebrities. Like, I was in the position to, like, I could have done that. Like, a lot of things could have come from this night. But in turn, I ended up, you know, sprinting out of the venue in a ripped $800 dress, you know, and getting in and out and eating my feelings. <laughs> so, you know, I think sometimes... Like, you, you just lose. You fall on your face. You lose. And while some people can see that as, you know, an end-all, be-all, like, defeat, from this experience, you know, from that happening, first of all, I gained two new friends at L'Oreal. You know, I had probably the most hilarious night of my, of my life, you know. Like, we were, like, dying laughing. Like, I'm not even – like, it was one of those moments where I'm like, you know, all, despite this, like, shitty thing, like, I'm happy to be alive right now. Like, this is hilarious. And it's one of those things where I'm going to tell this story forever. Like, you know, goes to Golden Globes, rips dress, classic. So, (laughs) you know, that happened. But I gained two new friends. I ended up getting a job, you know, partially because of these two new, like definitely because of these two new friends. I ended up getting my foot in the door at L'Oreal. And now I have my dream job at L'Oreal. And so, you know, I think that like the quote says, it's like sometimes you do have to lose to win. And I think we almost have to reframe in our minds what losing really is because I think there's such a a negative connotation around the idea of losing you know losing something losing your mind you know no one ever says like oh you've lost it in like a good way you know like it's a good thing and so you know but I have this new theory about losing that I want to share with you guys but before I get into that I do want to introduce tonight's sponsor tonight's episode is sponsored by Away Um, as you guys know Away makes amazing suitcases that I have quite a few of I actually have three of them (laughs) so I am quite a big fan of Away luggage Um, basically Away creates thoughtful products designed to change how you see the world and as we know they started with the perfect suitcase crafted with features that make travel more seamless because travel can be freaking annoying and difficult and so Away makes travel a lot easier just in terms of the whole you know the packing stage can be honestly the hardest one and I freaking have like a love affair with my away suitcase I just used it for a recent trip to Utah and I was shocked at how much stuff I could fit into one suitcase so by far my favorite features of my bags because I have so I have two different sized away suitcases I have the carry-on and the bigger carry-on both of which can fit in an overhead bin on a plane or a train or wherever um, which is really great so my favorite parts of the bags um, by far has to be well number one the removable battery so I'm the queen of having my phone be dead while I travel and you know that's not smart because a lot of times I have my uh, boarding pass on my phone so I need my phone to be alive so it's really great because you can literally charge your phone into the bag like you plug your phone into the bag and it charges it charges your phone and it's really great because you can just be walking through the terminal you know on your way to your gate and be charging your phone at the same time, which is really great. So that's awesome. Um, it also has, you know, a 100-day trial involved with each suitcase. So you can try any Away product on the road and see if you like it, which is really great. Um, and it's a lightweight and durable shell, which means, you know, even if you pack it to the brim, it won't be extremely heavy. So you can't even lift it over your head on the plane. 
You know, also you can get hand-painted elements on the bag. There's a lot of personalization offerings. Um, and I love also that it has a built-in compression pad, so it just really helps you pack the most possible things inside of your bag. So that's great. As I said, there's a 100-day trial, but also each suitcase is designed to last a lifetime. So if any part of the suitcase breaks, always standout customer service team will arrange to have it fixed or replaced ASAP. There's also free shipping on any away order within the uh, contiguous US, Europe, and Australia. And yeah, I really love my away suitcases. They've been to all sides of the world with me. I've brought my away suitcase to London recently. I'm going again pretty soon. I'm gonna bring my away suitcase back to London. Like I have a love affair with this suitcase and I want you guys to try it out and love an away suitcase of your very own. So for $20 off of an away suitcase, visit away travel. That's A-W-A-Y travel.com slash hello Katie. So that's hello, K-A-T-Y, and use my promo code HelloKatie during checkout for $20 off of a suitcase. And a big thank you to Away for sponsoring this episode. Okay, so now we have gotten to the point in the episode where I'm going to offer you some solutions, okay? And just kind of paint a picture, you know, that my new definition of loss and losing and what it really means to lose you know, in a good way, like how it could be possibly good to lose. And I think it all kind of comes back to the concept of surrendering. You know, that's that's the buzzword here, you know, because in in every loss, when you lose, you know, there's a, a lot of different kinds of loss, but say, you know, you lose a friend because, you know, you're cutting a toxic person out of your life, or you lose a boyfriend because, you know, or I guess I can also be kind of considered a friend, but you just lose someone in your life because you've decided to, you've decided to, you know, remove them, you know, and and turn the page and do so without them because they're dragging you down. And I think that, you know, it's really scary to do that and it's really scary to, you know, spend so much time with one person and then, you know, not have them anymore. You know, it's scary. And, you know, in, in other ways, you know, losing, you know, kind of surrendering your power. Like moving to New York for me, you know, moving here to this crazy city, you know, where everything's super unpredictable and you never know what you're going to get. Like the weather is crazy, but also like just the unexpected things that happen. Like, you know, last week when I was talking about the guy that like, you know, grabbed my shoulder on the way to the gym, I was like, let's go on a date. It's just like a lot of things happen here. Some good, some bad, some exciting, some absolutely freaking terrifying. Like I, a few months ago, saw someone, you know, post jumping off of a, a building to clearly harm themselves you know, um, I will never forget or unsee that image, you know, there's a lot of unexpected stuff that happens here. And so, you know, in turn, I feel like, you know, I've, I kind of surrendered some power, you know, to kind of let like to move here and let the city kind of decide for for me, you know, what was in store, what is in store. And I think that, you know, I've been the most inspired of I've ever been, you know, living here in this city. And, you know, there's a lot of things that are obviously unglamorous about New York, but I think at the end of the day, it's one of those places that grows people really fast. You know, you're, you, you become like such a different person in a year after living here, you know, a more, not, I wouldn't, I mean, smarter, but then also just more in tune to like all the things that you are sheltered from, you know, in all other places you know I feel like here everything's laid out you know in explosive color and you see everything for what it is and you see the good the bad the ugly the the gross and the beautiful everything here you know every day so you know surrendering power to live somewhere that kind of scares you you know that's one way that I think you 
you win through losing, you know, losing, giving that up, losing the, the, the power to say this is exactly how my day is going to go. Because, you know, what, what happens here is you have this plan and then you go down to the subway and, you know, the subway cars don't come on time. It's just like you're never going to fully expect or like see what's going to happen around the bend here. And I, I feel like you can say that for a lot of places. It really it's obviously personal. It's like, you know, you know what, what your equivalent to what I'm saying is or where that is. But I think, you know, you know, when some things like just go awry, things go bad okay things just like take a nosedive for the worst you know like my golden globes incident and like just every other way that my life has gone awry or wrong and I've lost you know I feel like we almost have to kind of remind ourselves that you know not all storms come you know to ruin your life okay I think that that's a common misconception that like a storm I think this is kind of timely considering there's a hurricane that's like ripping down you know by Florida right now in the U.S. And it's, you know, causing a lot of issues for people's, like, Labor Day plans, but also, like, it's going to cause some issues for people that live there, you know. And I think we have to realize that, you know, not all storms come to completely ruin your life. Like, some of them come to clear out your path so you have room for new things and room for new adventures and new excitement. And, you know, you're not rooted in the same, you know, tired day-to-day that you've done for the past X, Y, Z years. So, you know, I think that surrendering to you know life and to the universe sometimes and not you know feeling like we need to win 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 and you know control every element of our lives because I think a lot of that is is through you know it's born through this just fear that we have and this worry that we carry with us you know worry that we're gonna end up being insignificant and you know in any way and the other night um, I was with some friends and we were talking about our biggest fears you know and a lot of them were like spiders and you know the dark and death and like things like that I'm, I mean death is pretty heavy but you know just talk, like, things like that like we were all talking about our fears and you know one thing crept into my head and I like said it and usually like I mean I was met with some laughter because people were like Katie you're so people always make a joke that I'm like I'm so deep that I'm it's like it's like to my own demise like that I'm, I like need to like chill out and like and I'll drink a beer but I said you know my my biggest fear is mediocrity you know I'm, I'm fearful that I'm gonna live a mediocre life and you know have mediocre accomplishments and you know live a life that lacks color you know and that's one of my biggest fears and so so I'm gonna switch gears just for a quick second to talk about something that will appeal to our stomachs. I'm going to talk about HelloFresh, um, which is America's number one meal kit, uh, where you can get seasonal, easy recipes and pre-measured ingredients delivered right to your front door. And all you have to do is cook and enjoy, and not worry about you know having to go to the grocery store or do anything besides just cook and enjoy what you make. So I love HelloFresh, as you guys know. I have talked about HelloFresh numerous times in the podcast, in my YouTube videos. I make a bunch of the meals because I am extremely challenged with cooking and it makes it super easy, okay? It makes cooking delicious meals at home a reality for me, regardless of, you know, my discomfort in the kitchen because it's it's honestly kind of a struggle for me to make anything besides extremely, extremely monotonous, extremely boring meals. And so HelloFresh helps me spice up my daily routine. Um, it helps me break out of my dinner rut with their 20 plus seasonal chef curated recipes each 
week. And there's something for everyone. There's, you know, some that you can get for, for calorie smart meals, vegetarian, um, but there's also, you know, family recipes as well. And you can add extra meals to your weekly order as well as, you know, yummy add-ons. Like you can add garlic bread and cookie dough and all of those sorts of things. And you can easily change your delivery days and your preferences or skip a week and, you know, customize your experience with HelloFresh. I wanted to be that person that can like whip up something for my friends. And so with HelloFresh, I've been able to do that. Like I've had some dinner parties, guys, which I never thought I would say because, you know, my secret weapon, HelloFresh, comes in clutch and helps me whip up some really amazing dishes. So I love HelloFresh and I think you guys really could too if you give it a try. So for $80 off of your first month of HelloFresh, all you have to do is go to HelloFresh.com slash K-A-T-Y, Katie, B as in boy, eight zero. So KDB80. Enter that code at HelloFresh.com and you can get $80 off of your first month of the service, which is really great. Um, so KDB80, basically it's like receiving eight free meals or $20 off of your first four boxes, which is unreal. So definitely give it a try. Uh, you will love it as much as I do, I, I promise. Um, you know, they have more five-star recipes than any other meal kit, so you know you'll get something delicious with every week, you know, or whenever you decide to get your boxes of HelloFresh. So, yep, use my code KDB80, hellofresh.com slash KDB80, and get cooking. All right, now on with the episode. Sometimes, you know, a lot of our choices are bred from a lot of worry and a lot of fear in the unknown, and so we think that in order to have less of that, less fear, less worry, we should control every element to a T, and we get very upset when things don't go our way and don't follow our plan, you know, but I think that surrendering doesn't always signal weakness, you know, there's such power in surrendering, and it's it's one of those things where it's a, it's a powerful choice that we make, you know, that it opens a door to quite literally unseen treasures, it's, you know, it's not to give up on your, your dreams and your intentions because, you know, believe me, there's a lot of things that, you know, we, we fight for because we believe in it. We dream up these things and we fight. But sometimes we have to know when to let go of those things and to just, like, you know, I think that worrying, worrying does not make the uncertain future the uncertain things more certain like does it really does it really worrying a little bit extra about something is that going to make it less of a thing like less of a fact you know if you worry about something to no end and worry about something going wrong worry about your perfect wedding day you know rain on your perfect wedding day is it going to change the fact that it will probably rain no it's not going to change that I think that it only kind of feels that way that if we worry extensively or excessively extensively that also works that it'll somehow get smaller of an issue or like it won't it won't happen the fear the thing that we're fearing won't arrive if we worry you know significantly about it because like fighting it's such a sexy idea fighting and work like not worrying but fighting and like really controlling things like being in charge being macho being the person that fights for things that they want but like almost kind of to a fault like fighting for the things that they feel like they need to, to be and need to have and need to want and fighting for those things you know it's a sexy idea and it's not sexy to give up right but I think we have it all wrong because 
you know, when you look back on your life, when you look back on the years you've lived so far, like what words do you use to, to describe that time that you've lived? And, you know, for me, I, I kind of use words like, you know, I was finding myself, I was looking for this, you know, I was in college trying to figure out my, my, you know, my goals, my major, you know, I was loving this, like learning from this, crying at times, you know, all these, all these different verbs. But in life, it's, it, it seems kind of normal or feels kind of normal for us to fight against disaster. You know, what if, what if I were to tell you, though, that the, the secret sauce to getting it right is, you know, the, the, you know, getting the happiness that we want, the peace, the, lib- the liberation, all those sweet things, like, can be found simply by surrendering, okay? Not resisting, not battling, not pursuing, and, you know, getting really super upset about it when we don't get it, but just simply surrendering. You know, stop, stop worrying. Like, I think the only thing that is certain is what's happening literally right now. Like, I mean, that we know as a fact is the, the one thing that is certain in our lives. But, you know, this is clearly happening, but, you know, everything else is a kind of, like a could happen, should happen, could happen, but isn't happening right now. And, you know, we don't have room in our hearts for worry about the uncertain. Like, I truly think that we have way bigger problems, way better things to be, you know, exerting our time and effort towards than worrying about the uncertain. You know, and fighting, fighting with ourselves, fighting with everyone around us to get what we think we need. When I think, you know, there's there's beauty in just not fighting against the tides. Like I think, you know, when we're we're swimming and we're fighting against the currents, you know, fighting, 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 and then like tiring ourselves out and doing so. It's so liberating just to lay on your back in the ocean and just drift and go where literally the currents quite literally take you you know sometimes it ends up you end up beaching yourself like a whale but I think laying just laying in the tides like I almost I have to visualize things like, like you know in, in visual situations sometimes I can't just like think these words I have to think about what they mean and how they feel and for me it's it's like it's it's like you know when you're you're fighting all these the you know the waves and the currents and you're exhausted and your your muscles ache and burn because of the, the you know the fighting against the tides and then you just at one point just find peace in just turning turning over and laying on your back and just drifting and you know that that feeling like when you you have your head like you know partially underwater and you you hear the light the the waves moving underneath you and the the waves kind of crashing against the shore you can kind of you you hear it under the water like I think that's the most peaceful feeling and in life I kind of want to emulate that and just in everything I do you know sometimes you got to just surrender and go where the tides take you and stop trying to control your life so much that it becomes something that isn't first of all fun to live and second of all something that feels like it isn't even yours anymore you know I think that the best response to the true things in life starts with surrendering Surrender to who you are and to what the truth is. Because, you know, as we know, and as Lizzo tells us, the truth will set you free. Wait, is that? No, that's not Lizzo. That's Rihanna, right? The truth, the truth will set you free, but first it'll piss you off, right? Is that, it's like a lemonade, lemon, lemonade? All right, now I'm like really craving lemonade. <laughs> I think it's actually called Lemon, the song. I don't really know, but... Nonetheless, I'm now craving lemonade. I, like, always crave lemonade, okay? And not, like, lemonade that's, like, 
not like you know really like cute and like not sweet but like like the really really sour sweet lemonade that we used to make as kids at like for the lemonade stand and like I would pour like way too much of that powdery stuff into it because I was definitely one of those kids that like I believed in excess okay like excess everything so like classically the lemonade needed to be super like sour sweet and every like adult that I would sell my concoction to would be like absolutely repulsed and like regret (laughs) buying lemonade for my lemonade stand because of how you know sour it was well that's like a little bit of a tangent um sorry my friends are texting me they just moved into their new place oh cute oh yeah because as it is now September 1st um or it's getting to be September 1st I think it's it's today the 29th I don't even know what day it is like what day is it what month what, what year but you know now that it's becoming September you know I think that September is such a season for us that I think it's going to be one of those those huge growth seasons and I always say that you know I I think like every season has the potential to be something that really you know changes us and molds us but I think that like if we just learn to let go okay learn to surrender sometimes and don't you know fight for everything okay there's some things that are just so much sweeter when you know it kind of comes naturally and it's something that happens without you clawing your way towards it And I saw this quote that I wanted to read. I have it um, written down. I don't know who said it. Oh, Morgan Harper Nichols. Love her. She's an amazing Instagram account. She said, may this be the season you keep on creating, even in uncertainty, even in your waiting. There is a fire in your soul that is burning every day. You are learning so much here. You have something to say. Oh, it's kind of like a poem <laughs> or a haiku, right? I don't really know. I don't uh, know the differences between poetry, but I probably should. Uh, as I'm a so self-proclaimed liter- literary, can I speak? Literary snob. But anyway, so the part of this that I really connected with um, is she said, where is it? Even in your waiting. So there is, you know, may this be the season, even in your uncertainty, even in your waiting. Because I think that we... Un, you know, impatient human beings, I'm an extremely impatient human being, have a problem with sitting back and letting our life happen to us, you know? And I think that in some regards, you shouldn't sit back and let everything happen to you. You have to go out and kind of grab life by the ball sometimes. But I think that you kind of have to know, you got to know when, you got you to gotta kind of reach down deep in your soul and figure out within yourself what's right, okay? And I think most of the time, deep down, you know what's right. And, you know, people sometimes will step in and tell you and help you out. You know, having great friends is helpful here because, you know, they'll sometimes tell you when your relationship is toxic and you don't even know or like, you know, they'll point out things to you. And, you know, it's it's in, it's on you when you know that something needs to be you need you know, you you know, deep in your soul when something needs to be removed from your life, something needs to be put in the past, something needs to be you know, the chapter needs to be closed on something, you know very well, but I think that we have a hard time surrendering some things because we either think that someone will change or think that something will get better. And we we know kind of deep down that it probably won't, but we hold out for that tiny sliver of a chance. And sometimes in our friendships, we we know that it, it's kind of one-sided. We know that we're getting taken advantage of, but still we just, we don't want to be alone. We don't want to be lonely. We don't want to be without even if it means going through some really shitty moments to have a few, like a couple slivers of good stuff here and there. But 
just like one thing I really want to hit home with this this whole episode on losing and the concept of having to lose to win sometimes I think like we got to stop this this stigma of losing as being a bad thing always you know I've I have, like, I'm thinking back to, like, when I was a babysitter. Like, I babysat kids and we'd play games and I would intentionally lose just because I, I knew what it meant to them to win. And, you know, you can't always let the kids win. Like, I'm a big believer and you can't always, like, let your kids win at everything because then they'll have these huge egos as adults. But I think that sometimes there's beauty in letting someone, someone else win, okay, and just seeing how it lights up their face. Like little kids, just like when they they kick the ball into the goal and I just like, you know, step to the side even though I could clearly, you know, catch the ball and just see how they light up and get so excited when they win. You know, sometimes it's better just to let someone else win for a change. And, you know, I think that when we stop fighting and trying to control everything, only then are we put onto the path we were meant to be on. You know, it takes real guts to throw in the towel and say, you know what, I'm just going to let the universe take the reins on this one. You know, and I, so few people do that. I think, you know, this so-called fighting through it, you know, fighting, fighting, fighting is what everyone does. And so few just throw in the towel, give up and see where things go organically and naturally and just go with the tides, with the currents and lay on their back and just float. And so I encourage you, I challenge you to try this, you know, in your life and try to just surrender some power and see what happens see the beauty that happens from not controlling everything relentlessly all right so that is it for tonight's episode i hope you guys enjoyed um i think this is honestly a good one i don't know what i'm going to title it but <laughs> we'll see i'm never really good at that like my titles are always kind of like half-assed like they don't fully like encompass the whole episode but that's because i just talk about so many random things but yeah hope you guys enjoyed this episode uh as much as i enjoyed making it for you guys and I will talk to you guys all next week. Bye.